This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. From our homes. Here in Southern California. Yes, quarantine style. (laughs) Hello, Karen, my friend. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good now that I've seen your hair. It's gone from unwieldy wild to now it looks like you're kind of styling and shaping it in its large... Almost like you have a really big perm from the late 60s. This might blow your mind, but I did nothing to shape or style it except wake up. I put some I put some hair mask in it before bed. <laughs> and uh, that's really been seeping into... I just want it to lay down at some point. I've never grown my hair to where it actually defies gravity and goes down at any point. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think it can, unless it's like... Two feet long because you it would have like how would it do it? Uh, relaxers. <laughs> Should we get you some Queen Helene relaxant? When I did does those, she, does she make color? The Paul Ryan thing. I got my hair professionally uh, straightened. Oh right, and it lasted for like two days. It wasn't quite worth it, <laughs> but it did. It was still wavy, and I still had to bombard it with pomades. And you know that's because your hair grows very fast. Have you been told that? Yeah. And the yeah. weird thing is, it grows fast on the side. I, this is from a shaved sides, long on the top haircut, grown out. The, and the this is what grows the fastest, right in this quadrant. Uh, much okay. faster than this side. I, weird. <laughs> so much faster. This is a yeah, huge... Oh, yeah. This is where all the growth is. Of course, there isn't as much up here. But I'm not complaining. There's, there's, there's bald people out everywhere. there. In my, I mean, I have other problems. I'm not bragging. And some people don't think balding's a problem whatsoever. Exactly. And in fact, and I some might people be, I don't prefer. think it is. Yeah. You can just shave your head yeah. and look like Jason Statham, whose movies <laughs> I've been watching <laughs> on YouTube. I have watched so many action movies. I didn't realize. And now it's just suggesting more. And I'm down this... Expendables wormhole. I don't They're watch like, any comedy. <laughs> don't ever go down an Expendables wormhole. <laughs> it's <laughs> never ending. It smells Did like you, mothballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been watching way too many action. I'm watching Breaking Bad right now because I never watched Ugh. it. 
Very good show. Yeah, now I can be part of those conversations from years ago. I still don't know what happens. <laughs> he breaks bad. What season are you on? Uh, very final. Uh, season five, episode 16. Probably the last one. I'm about to see what happens. I don't Is think it cool ends you- well. Uh, no. Many meth stories don't end well, and this one is no different. Yeah. But uh, don't you love the wife, Skylar? I do. Yeah, she's becoming... It was... The show reached a point where no one was redeemable except the DEA agent guy. And it's like, (laughs) you're not even supposed to be rooting for him. And when the main characters aren't likable, that whole Pulp Fiction syndrome, I kind of tune out. I gotta like somebody. Oh, but I love Skylar. I uh, yeah, I do now. I'm, I'm that's why I'm glad I'm watching the end because she's. Oh, great. you like had a journey through where you're yes. like enough of that lady. It was a journey of liking and unliking and reliking. <laughs> Which is isn't that just like life? It really is. It does that with people too. I, it's so amazing. Do you remember the um, scene where he thro- throws the pizza on the roof? Yes. Sp- spoiler alert. Um, you know he did that in one take. That just happened. Oh, really? Like that's how it turned out when he first tried to do it. I was, remember, he was supposed to throw it somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I remember seeing that and wondering how the hell he did that on purpose. Yeah. And also, isn't Bob Odenkirk unbelievable in that show? Yeah, he's the best. I remember a long time ago. I can't remember. It was an audition that I knew I wouldn't get. And there was all these people <laughs> oh. that I look up to waiting uh and he was right before me i can't remember what it was but back then this was before uh breaking bad and i always and at the kind of the peak of david cross's career and i was always thought just because he's my favorite from that show you were on mr yeah mr (laughs) that show you were on to you (laughs) mr show is my father's name (laughs) mr show is my father call me please call me karen (laughs) i uh but I'm like, man, why isn't he not? He's always been such a great actor. And then, you know, I predicted it. He owes me an apology or a thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Bob. Thank I you. was, you know, sometimes when I see people that we know from comedy in TV shows, it actually totally ruins it for me because then I, all I can think about is them getting it and how nervous they are or they don't seem or that they're good actors comparatively or bad or yeah. it just takes me out of it entirely. And so I had that moment of like, oh no, but he was, that character is so different than actually Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. It's so strange. And it's like, he's doing a comedy character, but not, but so real. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just made me so happy. (laughs) Do do you want to hear some insight? This is a story you'll only hear here on. Do you need a ride? It's exclusive. Yes. I do want to hear inside scoop. It's kind of hilarious. They did a Mr. Show reunion on zoom, the zoom tacular. Oh, recently. Uh, Okay. It was Wednesday. I was invited to it. I said, yes, I would love to do it. I thought it was on Friday. I thought it was today. So I missed it entirely. And like four minutes before it was starting, Jill Talley called me uh, to say, and she, she texted me after she called, but I was on the phone with my friend and I saw that she called and my first, the first thing that went through my head, which is so embarrassing and stupid, but I'll say it anyway, is I thought she was calling to wish me happy birthday, which was Monday. <laughs> uh-huh. So I had this, it was like very egoy. And then like people started texting me going, why aren't you on this? And then I was like, oh God. And so it turned out 
when Bob asked me, so Bob was the one, Bob was the organizer, which uh-huh. is kind of hilarious. And he had my old um, email address. So when I responded, I said, I'm so excited that you asked me. I can't wait. Please use this email address. Not it's my current mail. One. Yeah. It's my current one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please don't use my Earthlink anymore. And um, he didn't see it. So then I was like, I, I was like, if I don't hear from him, because I saw that it was on the 15th. So I was like, well, if I don't hear from him by Thursday, I'll just go check my old email address again that, that I never use. Yeah. And then so that was just the plan in my head. And so when those calls started coming in on Wednesday, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I should have checked that email again because he changed the date. you were like, well, must be for my birthday. Like the time I you guess- thought that woman was giving you a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the balloon bouquet but in a phone call where it was like no jill's trying to call you and give you bad news <laughs> and like it was it was so embarrassing would but anyway you, you would have had to have learned lines was the reunion just a chat or were it- no 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 there was like a script but oh. but when i got the email the original email it was like script is coming blah 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 but then what i didn't the update i didn't get was that the date changed and this script came and a bunch of other stuff went and it was all to the email that I that only is like Zappos 25% off uh, 1-800-Flowers like it's all basically coupons and yeah. bullshit it's one of those emails that I never look at did it work it did really, you watch really it did it work the zoom as well as these things work uh, no I was on the phone Oh. Then I was then oh, I was like, oh yeah, my god. Then live. I was like scared. I was scared. Yeah, it was happening real time. Yeah. Then I was like, oh my god, they're going to be so mad or they're going to think I'm an asshole. And then uh Jill when Jill, when it was over, Jill texted me back and she goes, "Oh, Bob knows he messed up." <laughs> it was really it was very sad and hilarious. Oh, but anyway, Jill that is from the show. Yes. Yeah, she's great. She's like the main female cast yeah, member. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, Jill that's, Talley, she's the greatest. That's so cool. I know it was it was but apparently it went great. I mean, they threw it together. It was for charity. I think they're re-airing it um, so people can watch it again um, sometime soon. And, you know, it was they wrote a bunch of new sketches uh, and new stuff. So apparently it was great. Yeah, it. I didn't think I would like watching sketch comedy on Zoom, but I think I like it better than an audience laughing. It turns out I don't like not only laugh tracks, I don't like live audiences. I'd rather watch people play their part in living rooms. Maybe not with sketch, but when someone's doing a one-person character like they have been yes. doing. I've been enjoying SNL for the first time in years. I like That's it. what we were saying. <laughs> like, that, that. what's up with that sketch? There's, yeah. stuff, there's stuff going on where you know the effort that's being put in and how hard it is. Like, yeah. we have a hard time just having a regular conversation because yeah. the timing is so fucking and weird. And everyone appreciates it audience-wise too because they're also using the same. I love that everyone's using Zoom except there's one guy, Charles Zoom, getting rich. <laughs> I assume his name is his last name is Zoom, uh, like Tom Cruise. But I, uh, yeah, I did the other day. I did a morning show in Chicago. There's a woman named Lily that likes our podcast and booked me on this. So I had to get up at eight in the morning and uh, and they just wanted to see a tour of my apartment. So it was over (laughs) Zoom and they they had a background in each. They were in their living rooms, too, but they had a background. So it looked like I was on a panel show and it was so fun. They were delightful people. But it opened with I'm like, well, look, here's a clock my dad made. And I got up and 
went to lean back to take a picture of this clock and I fell over, ironically, the other redwood friend of its, <laughs> this table, and landed <laughs> on this eagle and it jabbed no. me in the ass and I fell back. I hurt my hand skateboarding the other day, but not as bad as I did when I fell over this table and landed and it was swollen and bruised. I think maybe I broke my hand. And they all laughed. They thought I was doing a pratfall. <laughs> I'm like, please well, tell me you went with it. I did. I said, I really uh, hurt my hand just then. I, I do believe. <laughs> and they're like, ha ha, uh, physical comedy. I'm like, no, really, I didn't have time to. So it was throbbing and I was in so much pain. But I, I did this 20 minute uh, tour of my home of my wallpaper basically and it was That's so fun hilarious. yeah and I, sorry did you is it because they've been seeing your videos like on instagram i think like they it's know that they what you do? listen to uh, the 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 host one of the hosts john and this woman lily that works for the show they both listen to the podcast wow and uh, this is i was all our a dreams celebrity are uh, I don't Chris, I hate using that word when talking about myself, but I was a celebrity guest in you Chicago. You hate putting yourself above everyone, but here you are. Hey. There you go. It's just, you know, uh, it's something I'm getting used to. But I was so, this was broken. It broke off the wing and the head. I had to glue it. How about we put that up on a high shelf and get it, peop uh, if you, it actually. It is very dangerous you, you, looking. Uh, it's a very pokey wings out eagle, wooden eagle Chris is holding up right now that looks like it would be on President Trump's desk. Yes, it um, is. that's why I love it. <laughs> it reminds me of that time a real eagle attacked him. I know. <laughs> and there's it like a that time he ate taco salad on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh, God, what what version of reality are we in? I it, love that. It did cut. I, I have. I can't show my ass, of course, but there is an abrasion <laughs> from that bird. How it was great. big is and your abrasion? The show must you go say? on. I said to myself, "That's right. Never let him see you abraze." <laughs> the classic <laughs> did, saying. Did you have that haircut hairstyle? I did. I did. I let him. I gave him the whole package. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's called entertainment. That's yeah. called being an entertainer. That's entertainment. One of my favorite how songs was, by the Jam. How, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the old, the old-fashioned one. Um, <laughs> that's under tame. <laughs> I did hear. My favorite song is from um, a Follies from 1935. Oh um, yeah, you love that old ragtime. <laughs> that old thing. Uh, didn't you do a stand-up show the other night too? Was I did. Night? I have been. I've really been. At first, I very much wasn't enjoying it. Because we're so used to, I especially am, if I don't hear people laughing, I think I'm doing terribly even when I'm not. Yes. I, I'm, so this has been pretty good for me to just trust that what I'm saying is working and plow through it. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it's solo podcast mode. It's like, oh, it's like I'm just driving around talking to myself. I can do that yeah. and later find out that people like it. I don't need to know right now. Why am I so impatient? No, I know. It's almost like writing a letter or being gossiped about. You hear about it after the fact. Yeah, yeah. And that's or, when it matters. Yeah, or being in a relationship and you don't know until years later that they loved you. <laughs> <laughs> or hated you. Yeah. yeah, that's fun too. Yeah. So let us know if you hate us, but wait a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really put a pause on the hate. 
Definitely let us know if you love us, though. That'll help us in these trying times. Put a pause on the hate. Should be everywhere right now. Put a pause on the hate until quarantine's over. Men's. I also, my friend, I I, I agreed to do this just so I would have a story because it's hard to have news for uh, each of us to tell when we're just sitting in our houses. I drove down to Huntington Beach to check out a van that's going to be modified into a dump truck for my very good friend's business in Montana. He, he like brings mulch and wood chips to people's houses. It's an app called Little Dumps. And they, there's a truck down here that can't be resold in California because of smog testing or it's diesel or something. So for a very affordable price, they're going to buy it. And I was thinking of driving it to Montana, but then I started yeah. thinking about truck stops and and gas nozzles and I I feel like it's not safe enough to do that yet but I went down to Huntington Beach and no one had a mask and no one what no one was wearing a mask it's 50 minutes south and it's like another world I saw kids in the backs of trucks and absolutely it's not just the protesters there it seemed like it was everyone because their numbers are lower and it was even the guy that was selling the van had a mask, but it wasn't on his face. And I'm like, wow, you're the only guy I've seen with a mask. He's like, well, I know you're from Los Angeles, so I knew you would have a mask. Like he was conscious of the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I feel like those the news covering those protests when it's like, you know, 100 people or whatever. It's the worst thing they could have done because they're giving permission to people who weren't wouldn't would normally have just followed the rules. Yeah. But then they see people flaunting the rules that way. Yeah. And then they're like, well, then they're they're just buying into the easiest rationale of it doesn't really matter. And it's like it's you can tell yourself anything you want. But but it does matter. And when people die, you know, the in Huntington Beach and down in that in Orange County, the numbers went up six hundred and fifty percent. The case, the amount of cases went up that much um, two weeks after those protests because people just started going, I'm going to the beach. I've been meaning to look that up and it totally makes sense. And the people I was seeing, they're normal people that aren't defiantly yelling and saying, this is my right as an American or anything. They just, like you said, they saw that on the news and they're like, well, I'm not going to be a dick about it. But if they aren't wearing a mask, I'm not. Well, and the news isn't following up with like putting the report at the top of the news in the same way that the protest was at the top of the news. Yeah. So it's like there's an there's an actual direct correlation and this a direct effect, but they're not reporting on the effect. So everyone's telling themselves it's fine. We can all carry our guns around and everything's fine because we've decided this is reality. And it's like, yeah, it's not. It just isn't. Was there a gun thing happening in conjunction? Well, that's the whole thing when yeah. they were saying reopen everything and they were bringing in that was more it didn't happen in California as much as it, the crazy one in Michigan and in different and like I think Colorado, a bunch of like, you know, state uh, capital type of sites where people were just showing up with guns going reopen the state. And it's just like uh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of my little town, Missoula, Montana, which happens to be a liberal place for montana and uh they everyone's still following the rules they're just uh you know you have to most businesses are still closed everyone's wearing masks and uh i i think that that's what we should be doing still i would love to drive up there in a dump truck but it's too scary for me 
It's pretty scary. Yeah. Well, it's just that it's just such a question mark. And that's the thing that just makes no sense. It's like it's such now this world is divided into the people who understand that the question mark is the threat. And then yeah. there's the people who are taking the question mark is that means nothing's happening. Right. It's, it's just like a horror movie. It's exactly like a horror movie. And I've been watching those, too. I'm watching a lot of <laughs> uh, movies exactly about what's happening to check the accuracy of what they thought a pandemic would be 10 years ago. So did you watch Contagion? Because I just watched it the yeah, other night. I sure did. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. The idea that the Rene Russo and Dustin Hoffman are a married couple that are getting, about to get divorced. Ludicrous. Yeah. Rene Russo is like one of the most perfect looking women in all of the history of show business. Yeah. It's and as I mean, unbelievable as unbelievable as uh as oh who did, in Tootsie Jessica Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love Dustin Hoffman yeah, and I me think too. he's great. I think he's great and witty and stuff like that. But then you're singing in the you're like mm, you couldn't have gotten the oh Renee Russo equivalent here. Yeah yeah exactly yeah there is a different there's time. a problem there. We can all love Dustin Hoffman, but no one's accusing him of being hot. You, well, you can't. I mean, I don't know. It's you, if you're going to do that, then you have to build in the love story much clearer. So, what is it? Why are they connected? Is it just disease? Yeah. Or do those two dogs that they own together? Also, what about that poor little monkey that had so many scenes in that movie, <laughs> and all the it was like clear, clearly being like shocked and scared, and like there were so many disturbing little monkey scenes. <laughs> Have you seen Project X? If you want some disturbing monkey scenes in a great <laughs> no, <I> movie, <laughs> you gotta see Project X. Do you like monkeys spinning in a big in a big <laughs> <laughs> barrel? What would it be? Yeah, in a big space. Uh, monkey astronauts. We all know what you're talking about. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Do Thank you want to see a monkey at space camp? That's what I'm trying to say. Do you want to see a monkey hooked up to an oxygen tube floating around with joy? Screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> saying, please don't make me be an actor anymore. I want to pull someone's face and genitals off. Please. You know, I worked with the tiny monkey from Friends. I can't remember the monkey from Friends, its name, but Ross had a monkey. and it Marcel. Marcel, thank you. <laughs> You're <laughs> that, welcome. That monkey is alive and well and uh, difficult to work with. <laughs> it, it sounds like I'm... It was for some And much video like game. David Schwimmer, difficult yes, to work yeah, exactly. with. He's <laughs> <laughs> really full of himself, taller than you'd expect. Constant and, screaming. Yes, yes. And, uh, and has a pending lawsuit with Jennifer Aniston, this monkey. Just kidding. I don't know. That's made up. Sorry, David Schwimmer. But this monkey, yeah. it really did. The monkey did throw its poop at me at one point. Yeah, it's a fucking monkey. Yeah. It doesn't want to be there. After Leave a few days, though, I think the monkey could tell that I liked it and wanted to be its friend. And then it was nice and would like grab my finger and stuff. I'd oh. like, hi. And he just grabbed my finger and it really made me feel good. That's all I want yeah, from I bet. a monkey. You, Cause grab my you won that angry monkey over. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to win over the angry monkeys. Same. Or That's anyone that goal. doesn't like me. I will focus yeah. on you until you like me. Even if <laughs> yep. you're a primate. <laughs> it's like it's like how it happens in stand-up where you scan the audience and you only land on the person that's just sneering at you, but it's a monkey with its arms crossed. <laughs> I will <laughs> Oh God, I want to do a show for an entire audience of monkeys just for the visual, not for the way it'd make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh. God. 
Yeah, monkeys aren't. You want them to be your friend. I love them on video. I wanted him to sit on my shoulder, but I could tell at any moment he would just snap and no one would be there to uh, answer questions. No, because also even though they're those, you were saying it's the uh, one of those little like a cap, not capuchin, but a little monkey. Yeah, right? a little cute monkey. With Still, tiny strength eyes. of ten men. Oh, totally. <laughs> Oh, this monkey could turn on me and just pull my arm off. Just any minute. Also, wait, sorry, going back to the film Contagion, which when I started watching it, there was something in me where I'm like, fuck it, I'm watching this. I'm going to make myself watch it like that it was going to scare me or help me adjust to this new normal, blah, 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 whatever. And it was just silly kind of like Kevin. What about Kevin Spacey with his red buzz cut? Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Yeah. He's there's there's the pe- a lot. He's hard to watch now. Right. Because he was playing. He and this is a common theme for him, I think. But it's like he's playing this smug asshole in this way where it just stands out. It's like eats up the scenery in this way. We're just like, why would you all be friends if you talk this way to right. Dustin Hoffman? And yeah. Rene and, Russo? yeah. And if you went back to that set, you know, the director was just like, be yourself, Kevin. <laughs> what about how scary um donald sutherland is as the that like nutso general that's just like kill the kill the entire town he is so <laughs> yeah he can really scare me in a way no one can i blame uh invasion of the body snatchers yes he just yeah brings the fear in me in a way that Kiefer doesn't you're right i think because I think Donald Sutherland, his voice is so deep. His eyes are so big and bulgy. And he enunciates really perfectly. And that, to me, is the triad of evil. I've been meaning to start enunciating. I think it would help. I'm going to start right now. Okay. Am I scary? Am I scary to you? Look at how big my eyeballs are, Karen. (laughs) Those were some big eyes. (laughs) What about yeah, now, you, Karen? Yes. Yes. See, that's no good. Oh, if you people could see this video, I'm horrifying. Karen. <laughs> Karen. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. If you I'm only just, that's if you had a little top hat embedded in your hair right now, that would make it the scariest. I have one somewhere in my apartment. <laughs> it just pins in there. Just, oh. just a little pin. Tiny. Little hat pin. Oh, my. I'm so excited. My dollhouse arrives in one week. I don't know why it's taking oh. so long. I have all these modifications. Oh, I'll tell you, uh, there's a pandemic. That's right. Everyone is ordering dollhouses. Everyone Mm. has dollhouse fever. This is the thing where when big stuff happens, people panic and they buy dollhouses. It's a way of comforting yourself. Everyone's doing it. The whole dollhouse uh, shelves are empty at the grocery store. (laughs) It happens. Every pandemic, this happens. It's Yeah, it's like we're confined to our houses and people are like, we have no choice but to go even smaller. Yeah. I'm going to confine myself to a miniature home. That's actually, it does kind of make sense. Like you're in your house and I'm sure most people are just like, oh, I wish this house was bigger. But if you get a dollhouse, there's a little perspective. There's a little gratitude attitude. Yeah, maybe that's it. I'm just, is my place small now as compared to this dollhouse? It'll make me feel better about my own house. Now I live in a palatial estate (laughs) (laughs) compared to this little house. This tiny house for dolls. Are you? How was your Mother's Day? Did you do anything? I um. Everything was fine. 
everything was regular. Yeah. Then I, it was like, you know, it's, uh, Whatever. I kind of stayed off social media a little bit. Then at the end of the day, yep. I decided to do a social media post about my mom. Yep. And but I took the secret behind the scenes fact. I took a picture and it's of actually of my mom and my sister because it's from 1968. Uh-huh. Did you see that? Because she has huge hair. She has like a big old beehive. No, you it's a little a little photo? bigger than yours. Yeah. And I basically just was like, I miss my mom. She was the best. Call your mom if you can type yeah. of thing. But then the responses to that is that is what made me sad because yep. there's so many people that are just like us whose moms have died either recently, they haven't had them for a while. Yeah. Lots of people who have moms they miss really bad. And they were people were telling me little stories and posting pictures and it was it was very lovely, but it was it was just like, you know, that's how that holiday is. It's a little yeah. bittersweet. Yeah. How was your I last Mother's Day I just had something to distract me. I guess, but this time, just like you, at like 9 p.m., I'm like, well, I have to... I've been holding on to this video of trying to make her laugh towards the end, and I posted that, and then the responses, like you said, is what made me really think about her for days after. But also, people kept sending me this same video, because I guess I've talked about how my mom would watch me skateboard secretly in the house, and I'd hear her cheer when I would land something and I was so embarrassed and I'd even go in and tell her to stop watching me which is so silly now because how cool is that that she would watch but there's a video of some this guy does a trick and this woman passerby loses her mind she's jumping up and down she can't believe what she just saw she drops her bags and she's clapping and then the skater comes up the stairs and she hugs him. She was so, she'd never seen anything so excited. Oh. And then everyone sent me that and said, is this how your mom would act? Oh. <laughs> That's, there's one of a, um, a woman who does that and she's telling him to try again. Is it that one? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just oh. the guy does the trick and then this woman is she in just the background goes crazy. and she just becomes part of the video. She runs down oh. jumping with joy. Uh, yeah it's it's the best i've been watching it i love that people that's the effect of skateboarding did you see that i posted a video um these three skateboarders in canada in i think it was toronto or montreal i can't remember sorry canada i do that all the time but yeah um they because there's so little traffic on the freeway these three skateboarders just came to they were they were skateboarding down the freeway took an exit and somebody filmed them from um uh like a a high rise so it was the cool did you see it yeah it looked so cool headline was like police are investigating they like it was they were looking for these criminals yes and then the guy that retweeted wrote retweeted it wrote I've looked into this case and I find it it's something like it totally shreds or (laughs) fucking shreds or something (laughs) like that it's so awesome but I retweeted it and it was that kind of thing of like if it was 1998 I would have never retweeted that because I I would be a poser escape I have nothing to do skateboarding like how dare you but it's like it just feels like these days you can kind of like you're allowed to be a fan of things without having to qualify to be a fan of something yeah yeah and even even maybe more specifically it seems like it is something that if you're doing it alone plus they were all six feet apart it's something that is okay to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, because you're by yourself. And Even golfing, ha- you have to go to a place, go to a parking lot, go to a... You have to be around people. So you see someone golfing, it's like, 
too soon. But skateboarding, you really don't have to be around anyone. You can be by yourself. Yeah. But I've been doing it, and I have to admit, I don't wear a mask. So someone could come up to me, but I can skate away. Uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> you have an escape route. Also, don't you just have a mask like around your neck? Or are you and your buddies, you can't do it because there's a serious masculinity issue? Oh, no, Talk no. Everyone has it. It's just in the back pocket. But it is kind of hard to breathe. Like, I've been trying to jog. Which I'm terrible at. I forgot how to run, and my lungs are the worst. But I, I have it down like that. Yeah. And then if anyone comes up, I put it on. Yeah, yeah. that's same. Um, I've been taking walks around my neighborhood, and I just keep it on my wrist because there's almost no one around. Yeah. And then if someone comes, you throw that thing on. But it is hard to breathe, and it is such a strange adjustment. Like, I think people expect themselves to just be immediately fine with it, where it's like, no, you're wearing a fucking mask. It's yeah, totally yeah. weird. It's totally weird. It's not normal. Yeah. I There's a weird confidence, though. Like, the times I've been driving with a mask and someone looks over at me, you, you as far as they know, you're so beautiful underneath that. <laughs> My jawline, could you could <laughs> crack a safe with it. It's so sharp. But really, I'm just hiding behind a mask. I think that's why men have beards. Yes. Yeah. Some. Yes. My mask is my beard. (laughs) (laughs) A person that I'm pretending to be a relationship with. That you're that you're just justifying things to. Yes. Yes. Oh, isn't that the term? Yeah. You're pretending you have a beard. (laughs) I'm pretending my mask is my girlfriend. Never mind, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were saying, I thought you meant. <laughs> I think I used the term wrong. Oh, my God. Have you seen the the Netflix documentary about the circus of books? That no. used to be on Sunset. It is the I remember best. It. I've always driven by it and I always heard, yeah, that's mainly a porn store. But the story behind it and the family that owned it is amazing. You should very oh, much. I got to watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. Is it just called Circus of Books? Yes, and it's just this okay. family, normal family that and it was a a a place for gay men to not only get buy things but hang out like there was a whole social scene that happened there. And I think there was another location maybe in West Hollywood. They kept jumping back and forth to the different locations. I guess there's There were two locations, locations, but or at least at least two cuz I uh in the 90s we went to the Circus of Books. Um you know Margaret Cho was always like we've got to go in there. Her parents owned a porn store in San Francisco. Oh, really? So that's like yeah, that's oh, her wow. that's her background, but she would go and get, you know, like um those big like amazing photography books that were kind of like Maple Thorpey, but other photographers or whatever. And I remember just standing in there with her kind of like every, everything I would turn and be like, Oh yeah, totally. And then like open a book and then I would just you know, shut it and turn, turn away <laughs> because I was just like, this isn't, I don't think this is for me. A lot of this stuff is not for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel like a poser there too. It's like, I don't, I shouldn't stuff. Yeah. You, this is your place to hang out. Why am I here being a poser? Uh, And, you know, when I was like in in my 20s in San Francisco, almost all my friends were gay men. So I would go to like gay bars with them. And sometimes there'd be guys that would just like be giving me really dirty looks like while I was in the clubhouse and I shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, Which was a tiny bit heartbreaking to me. But it is that thing where it's like you're trying you you've been a marginalized person all your life. And now you've got your like clubhouse. You don't want some fucking some straight, you know. 
<laughs> some some gal with too much lip liner on just standing around staring at you. I've been meaning to address that with you. You wore way too much <laughs> lip liner back then. Blot, blot that lip liner. It's too late. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. It's, these are mistakes of the past. You can't go back in time. <laughs> yeah, it's. I love that movie. It it talks to all these adult actors, and uh, they, it is the coolest. Watch it if you haven't. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I can't wait because there's. I watched one the other day, and it's like it's new on Netflix, and it was it was because I woke. I keep waking up at four in the morning, Stephen. That's when the other night I gave you notes on oh, our. Yeah, that's right. Our episode, I made a whole thing and it was, I was up at four in the morning and these notes of about different things I said, I was just like, can you just snip this? And I wrote like four notes. They came to me almost like a dream. It was insane. So I like got up and wrote those down because I was like, I will definitely forget these if I don't write them down. And then I was just completely awake. Process them in your sleep, you know? Yes, exactly. It was like my, my sleeping. Once my mind could rest, it was like, and now this is what you said wrong. Take it out. But um, but then I got it because I was like, now I'm up. I'm going to eat some cereal. Yep. Because I have any excuse to eat cereal. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> and day or night. Oh, that's so funny. I've been waking up at four and eating cereal, too. I don't know why. And experiencing that clarity, like having ideas in that moment in a way you don't have it when you wake up at nine or yes. 10 or 11 or noon well, or whatever you, you're, you're my therapist told me 4 a.m is a very creative time for the brain and if you wake up don't just immediately go oh i have insomnia it's bad don't decide it's bad yeah just wake up and listen to what your brain's trying to tell you and like definitely keep a notebook or something and write stuff down yep i've been doing that too and i've also been waking up at six when i go skateboarding with these guys with our masks in our back pockets uh, we meet at <laughs> 7 a.m so I usually don't wake up at six for anything. And so now a few times a week. So it's my whole sleep cycle. I've just given myself permission to nap whenever I slept yes. all day the other day. And I was awake all night and finished my poster for my special that I want to show you guys. Uh, but Ooh, I, I was it. like thinking more clearly in the middle of the night. And it came easier to design that than it was during the day. During the day, I wanted to put it off and... And uh, it, it's oddly a time to focus. We should be able you know, to sleep whenever we want. <laughs> we can. <laughs> ben Franklin, apparently, that's that was his whole system. He would get up at four in the morning and complete do a bunch of work. And like that, there's a whole belief system. And it's like there's circadian rhythms or something. And maybe I'm just naming things whatever but it's something about that where like your brain is to have has a whole different like schedule that if you follow it and just let it be creative when it feels like being creative but the my point was when i got out i got up ate my cereal turned on netflix and there was this new thing on and it was basically a bunch it was like a documentary about hallucinogenics and or hallucinogens sting and, is um, so great in that Right? Isn't it good? I've I was like, normally I'd be like, who cares? You can, yeah. You can say anything. You just I've go through. The- <laughs> I love you just go Sting. Through those- I love Sting. He's so that. cool. Those stories were insane His that he peyote was telling. stories. Uh, he made me want to do piety. Oh, <laughs> paella. Don't, oh, what? don't. You'll go crazy on paella. I made some paella because of Sting's peyote stories. It was, uh, yeah, I, I loved that 
special. It's good. Yeah. And also those, like, it was really entertaining because I heard Ben Stiller tell that story about taking too much acid and then calling his dad, which is the, it's just such a funny story. And his, like, Jer- calling Jerry Stiller when you're on acid, RIP Jerry Stiller, yeah, we'll all miss you. Just, you're a legend. Yeah. He had just passed when I watched that. And so it was so sweet, that story that him telling him it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> It's going to be it's, he everything's going to be okay. Be in, he thought he was going to be in trouble, but yeah. Yeah. And and, he, and <laughs> he said it was like when I smoked a Pall Mall and threw up and Ben Stiller was like it's not like that, dad. <laughs> it's such a good story. Yeah, yeah. I loved watching that. I loved all the reenactments and the animation. It was really cool. Oh. Also some the day that Bear, uh uh, Jerry Stiller died Someone posted some outtakes from Seinfeld And that there was a scene Between Elaine and uh, Jerry Stiller Are you where- saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> yes And the way she laughs She's trying so hard She's such a pro And her laugh is funny in and of itself Like that <laughs> But she can't fucking keep it together. It's the that, that's I love outtakes anyway. Yeah, go watch that if you're if you're feeling it, low, go watch some fucking Jerry Stiller outtakes. You'll love it. Oh, I mean, and while that was happening, Jason Alexander was little, he was crawling on the floor. He couldn't even control <laughs> his ability to sit. It is. I love the that funnest. the the extra that was sitting next to Jason yeah, Alexander yeah. is just trying to like not get in trouble herself because you know and stuff gonna like that she's going to get fired because it's happening yes. on her because if she starts laughing like the stars can do whatever they want but those extras if you get in on it like you are with them too you will yeah. get fired immediately they'll just pull you and guess what no one ever saw her again <laughs> she was she was actually killed that night that was by her Larry chance. David yep. yep by Jason he's Alexander he's like I saw you a lot of people don't know <laughs> He's played murderers very well. Think about it. Yes. yes. Speaking of murderers. He's the bad guy in Pretty Woman. I hadn't seen it since I was 12 or 13, but I watched Misery the other day, and it's a oh. perfect movie. I haven't seen it in so long. It Rewatch it. Running it that holds down. up in a way that I really didn't expect it to. I Hold on. I need to start making a list, Chris. You have Rex. I, Chris. I loved it. There is only one. There is. I do have some issues. I mean, everyone's seen it, so it's. I'm not spoiling anything. But he crashes his car in the beginning, right? And then is randomly found by Kathy Bates, who happens to be this stalker of his. She doesn't throw tacks in the road or somehow set up a situation. He just randomly finds his biggest fan, who happens to be a psychopath out in the middle of the woods the chances of that happening are it's impossible it is impossible yeah yeah i thought you were questioning that i just feel like in the it's a perfect movie by the way and i'm sure the book is great i don't read but if i kind of wanted her to somehow be responsible for his car wreck that's all like a spike strip, like the cops use or something you know you should look into what uh stephen king wrote in the book because sometimes right they pull things out or they don't they cut scenes or whatever right. maybe he she was responsible yeah it seems like something stephen king wouldn't overlook you know since i know him so well personally steve he'd never overlook that steve do, is a man of details do you know that okay wait i have two stories for you hold on let me write down so i don't forget the second one 
<laughs> first of all, the first one's fast. Stephen King wrote Kojo in a alcoholic blackout, which is one of my favorite factoids of all time. Like he did you know that he came out? He of it and he's he, like, what's this? Oh, it's great. Yeah, he does not remember writing Kujo at all. Oh my! He doesn't God. remember. Uh, this is a B point to that story, not the second story. <laughs> Parts of Kujo were filmed in Petaluma, oh, and really? along. Yeah, along Bodega Avenue, when the when they're driving to the mechanic's house, they drive. Basically, it was the way home from school for us. So when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, my God. It was like I saw a, a celebrity, but it was the street we used to drive down constantly. So I love that movie and that story. It's very close to my heart. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's I there but, was something else I watched recently that took place in Petaluma. Quick, list all the movies. Well, Peggy Sue got married. Get, uh, American Graffiti. Uh, with the one Goonies. Um, Goonies. A shit ton of them. Wait, is it Goonies or no? no what's the Goonies. one where they all build a spaceship and fly away? Oh, Explorers. Explorers. With a young that was the hill by Phoenix. my dad's house. Yes. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke, I believe. Baby yeah. Ethan Hawke's in that. Yeah, they it? were both little chubby boys. And I, they were. <laughs> I, that movie sticks out. Whoever the girl, he liked this girl. And that's when they first made the, I mean, that movie takes a dive once they go to outer space and there's aliens. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. But yeah, when on. he was like floating or at her window, whoever this child actress was th that was my age when I watched this movie, I would have dreams about whoever that was. I don't even know who she was. But as a little kid, uh, I had such a crush on the did girl. Did she have red hair? Was it Carrie Green, the girl that was in Lucas? It may have been her, or it may have been uh, Kent, the Peterson girl, the girl from uh, from Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Amanda Buy Me Love. Peterson? That, Amanda Peterson. Amanda Peterson. Yeah, and she has a sad story. She like she yes. died. It, she became a drug person, and her mug shots are hard to look at because I was. It's, I had such a crush on her too, and no one. Was supportive and nice to her after that. It makes me feel bad. Well, it's, I mean, that's a classic, you know, she was like, couldn't have been more, almost like as I was growing up and you were growing up, like she was like the popular girl because she was like a teen girl in movies that was the girl everyone liked. So in Patrick Dempsey and Can't Buy Me Love, he's doing everything in the world to get around this girl. He's mowing so, like, lawns just to be near her. He's such a tragic nerd. And yet at the same time, he buys her whatever yeah she is it, she was so charming too she was such a like a lovely she wasn't like the popular girl that's like hot she was like a believable pretty nice girl yeah you know no she was amanda what was her last peterson. name sorry amanda amanda, amanda peterson? peterson yeah see <laughs> yeah, i've already stopped Diction. enunciating <laughs> <laughs> okay but sorry who's the what's the guy's name this is my second story what's the guy's name that was in misery shit james wait, can't buy me love Yes, James Conn. Okay. Yes. Um, Chris's, your recommendation list so far, um, Misery, Can't so Buy good. Me Love, yes. Circus of Books. Yes. Uh, All very uh -huh. worth, I stand behind those. Uh, maybe not Can't Buy Me Love. It's it's just, if you want to watch just to make sure that you would have a crush on that girl as a young boy, then watch. But uh, yeah, I do it's remember a also, Patrick Dempsey had a shirt while he is mowing lawns. His t-shirt was that you are here and there's an arrow po pointing in the universe yes or or pointing to our universe in the milky way or right. vice versa sorry i don't know much about space except i like monkeys <laughs> uh but there is a comic jr brow that years ago pat 
patented that design, the You Are Here t-shirt design, in, at a time where people weren't just ripping off designs. It was copyrighted, and people are like, darn, I wish I thought of it, because it was the late yeah. 80s or whatever. And he made a lot of money off that You Are Here space shirt. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a friend of mine. Just He's still in Austin making very funny <laughs> videos lately. Um, also, well, that the Camp By Me Love reminded me, if you've never seen the movie Angus, which is basically the 90s version of Camp By Me Love, but a different situation, it's such a good movie. Not Angus, Lucas. A, no, no. Lucas is an 80s movie. Yeah, and with, yeah. Uh, all the all the greats, the Corys, Winona Ryder, yeah, Charlie yeah. Sheen, Carrie Green, um, and uh, <laughs> right, that was, it was also Carrie Green. Yeah, it was Carrie Green because yeah, yeah. she was she was basically a, a, like a different version of Amanda Peter. She was like kind of a redhead, maybe a tiny yeah, bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was one of um, Winona Ryder's first movies, and Winona Ryder is from Petaluma. Oh wow! So we watched her. You know, we tracked. I personally, especially, tracked her career. I was just like, <gasps> look at her; she's in a real movie. You know, and then in Did that, you know in, her. No, she went uh. to a public school, oh. but we, everyone knew of her because, but she left when she was like maybe 15 and she hated our town and she hated her school. Oh, so okay. like she did, she did not have a good time. She was um, such but, a goth. She was the girl from Beetlejuice. She was, she was, she really was. Yeah. When I um, would audition for things in Austin, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger. <laughs> How do you say her name? Anyway, she yeah, heard you got it. Renee she was Zellweger. the hometown hero of all the casting places. Her yeah. picture would be up. It's it's fun to be able to like cheer for your person because yeah. they were like that means like maybe something could happen to me. Um, Dana Carvey went to my high school for a year. <laughs> that means I have hope. Look at Chris. He's really found his light. Listeners, Chris turned toward a lamp as he said that, and he looked like Judy Garland in oh, A Star I've, is Born. <laughs> I've been doing enough uh, quarantine comedy shows that I have a whole light set up and a tripod in nice. my bedroom. So I've There's really my, I can learned do it how too. to find the light. It meant the world to me. <laughs> wow, you did it too. <laughs> yeah, because the that, sun's right fucking there. Again, that looked, that, you look great. Was that sun? Wow. Yes. You're it meant the world to me. Oh, it hurts my eyes. Yes, but you know it's gonna look. It's gonna look. <laughs> it's good worth later. it. Let it. Burn. It's worth it. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you haven't seen the movie Angus, it's from the mid '90s. It's so great. It's like the pain of high school. It's so good, and it's it's like it's not the typical teen movie. It's like really good. I'm writing down Ang Angus. Angus, it's great. Okay, but here's: Are you ready for my story about James Caan? So. Um, I worked on Ellen and that we would do bits. We would force these celebrities. They would get booked just to be doing promos for their TV shows and their movies. And uh, then we would force them to do comedy bits. Of course. So James Kahn was on, uh, what was that show? Was it called Las Vegas? Do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I think show? he was on a show called Las he Vegas. He was on a show called Las Vegas. So he was there. And then the comedy bit we were doing, cause it was like Oscar season. So we were making people do improvisational Oscar acceptance speeches. It was very, uh, but all you had to do was read the teleprompter. Right. So, and I think we based, I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, I was the one that had to go out and brief James Kahn. And I, now that I think about it, I think the producer, because normally the celebrity producer would take care of all of that. And we would just do the comedy bits and give them the, to the producers. But I think the comedy producer is like, don't make me explain it to him. Like, you have to go do it. Yeah. And I went out and was like, 
Mr. Khan, we just we're just doing this. Um, it's an Oscar acceptance bit, and you just look straight into this thing. And I'm like explaining it. <laughs> I'm like halfway through explaining it, which I, in retrospect, didn't need to explain almost anything. This man's been in show business for forty years already. Yeah, yeah. They're going to play music. You know, you're going to be wearing a tux. They'll hand right, you a statue. Be, it'll yeah, be gold. there'll be a lighting cue. Just wait for the like. I don't have to tell James Con how to do a two minute bit on a talk show, and so but and meanwhile the audience is dancing. The music is playing. It's very very loud, and so he and I are the only ones that can hear this conversation. And midway through my sentence, he turns and goes, "Let's hurry the fuck up!" <laughs> like screamed it. And I just turned and I mid sentence I just turned and walked away because really? it, it was fucking hilarious. Yes, was yes. he fully angry or was he kind of? Kidding? I don't know. Yes, I mean I'm sure he was just frustrated and it was really loud yeah. and he just wanted to leave. Like he didn't want to do. I'm sure he did. He had already done two segments of yeah. interview. Then we make him stay for a third segment. To, you know, and do a dumb comedy bit that like he he probably said no to and they tricked him into doing it yeah, anyway. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like it's like it's not fun no. for those people. It was so hilarious. And I was kind of sh shaken after. And then I was like, oh, wait, that kind of is the best thing of all time. Yeah, no, <laughs> Let, he would let's hurry me. the fuck up. But in yeah, real life, scary. much like his son, Scotty, he's a tiny person, right? I just know I'm, Kathy Bates was like towering over him in, in misery. <laughs> I think he he didn't seem tiny to me. He uh, just maybe seemed it's because he was in bed most of the movie. Yeah, I think you were thinking that him laying down was his height, and yeah, that's not it. Just that's not a, true. He's a disembodied shoulders and head, right? They CGI no, 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 no. a body. Oh, no. No. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. He can stand. Oh, you should see his other films. He's he got a, a ton of them. He has a body. Yeah. He has a body, a torso, long legs. James Caan has a body, everybody. <laughs> yes, Chris is saying right into, into the, the light. light. <laughs> James uh. Caan's body. It's like another person's body. Wow, this got brighter. I didn't... I. <laughs> The sun is going down as we podcast. I the yeah. movie that I've talked about all too much, where the scorpion was in my pants. Scott Con was also in that. <laughs> was and, he? Uh, yeah, he was one of the. It was. Wait, was this the film Outlaws? American Outlaws, yes. American Outlaws. I've seen it probably ten times. Are you kidding? Yeah, that thing's always on. It used to always be on cable. It's funny. Yeah, it's like the poor man's Young Guns. Um. Yes, but, or the dumb man's tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone involved, including, including the director who made Flubber, would agree. Uh, yeah, but no I one would deny. Scotty really Khan quick, is, can we put that? Like, can we really quick put Tombstone on your recommendation list? Because Tombstone, if you haven't seen it with Val Kilmer, I'm your Huckleberry, is one of the best movies ever. Yes, yes, it is. It okay, is we're great. putting that down too. Tombstone. Yeah. It is the best. God, Val Kilmer okay. at his peak was a man that I was enamored of. I wanted <laughs> He's to be amazing. Him. Yeah. Yes. That that combined with real genius, he could do everything. He could. He he, he, he could even kick cancer. Did you see that or read that article in the New York Times about him? No. Oh, you got it. I'll send it to you. It's amazing. It's kind of about his whole career and and his life and the different things he's tried to do and stuff. But like he was an actor from Juilliard. He's one of the most talented actors, you know, Hollywood's ever seen. But because he was 
he was method and he was, you know, like he was, he made it difficult for people because he was like, when he was Jim Morrison, he was Jim Morrison the whole time. Right. You know? Right. Oh, that like, thing where it, it, that kind of shit. When that, the cameras like, are of, off, you're making everyone uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. But then they, in this article, it's cool because the, the woman who wrote it, I believe it was a woman, um, she's kind of going over each role. And then you realize like, oh yeah, he's unbelievably good. Like she's talking about him playing his character in Top Gun made that movie. Yeah. It like, because he grounded it and it was so real, but he, and he was doing all this stuff, but he wasn't saying anything and like how, you know, what a great presence he is. Yeah. Yeah. Even, and like all the, all the different films he did, Willow is good. That the first top secret is like the, for Ugh. the brothers that made uh naked gun. Who are they again? Yep. I forget their names. The, there's like a the, there's a Z in there. There's a Y. Yeah, the they, the ones that made airplane. Yeah, the Zell Zellner, the Zekas, Zekas, Jason Sudeikis, Zucker Brothers, the Zucker Brother. God damn it! Wait, sorry. Real genius and um, real genius and top secret are going on your record. Real genius is going on my record. I wanted to be him. He's cool. He's funny. And then yeah. he's also smart in school, which is something I never was, but wanted to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the best. It's the so best. Good. I love so that good. movie. There's so many throwaway lines that are great, funny lines, and it still holds up. Wait, were you trying to tell an American Outlaw story? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I... Uh, That's okay. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, I went... Uh, Scotty Con, James Con's son, is into skateboarding i guess he was a skateboarder and i was at some event on the fox lot where that that fake street that they have yeah. of all the building facades they had a skate contest like a street contest there and uh and i was there just watching because i used to work there and he was just watching skateboarding and i went up to him because i knew this and i know no one knows this about that movie but i went hi i was a extra in american outlaws did you know a horse died <laughs> and it, and it, it still says at the end of the movie, no animals were harmed in this. And he looked at me like his father. <laughs> he looked at me like I was accusing him of a horse murder. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, oh, you were in American Outlaws, right? He's like, yeah. Uh, one day a horse died and I saw it happen and it wasn't. They and he's like, uh, all right. And he just like walked away. I've never <laughs> felt stupider in my life. <laughs> and, but much like you, I feel like I'm on his side in retrospect. Yeah. I mean. It was weird of me to go up and say dead horse to his face. <laughs> it was. What did you want him to do? <laughs> He's like, you, I wanted him to go. That's really interesting. My name's Scotty. Do you want to hang out sometime? <laughs> Is that so much to ask? Yes. Too much. Yeah. Much too much. <laughs> I just wanted him to say, oh, weird. Yeah, I heard about a dead horse. What an interesting thing. I'm glad you came up and brought that up. That's all <laughs> I glad. wanted. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me of one of my favorite times and one of my saddest times. You seem like a deep skateboarder to me. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Is that your real hair? Yeah. All oh, these are all things I would have loved to have. <laughs> Keep going, Karen. I'm imagining Scotty Khan. Okay, now I'm Scotty Khan. Hurry the fuck up! But oh, he says that constantly. That's he inherited more, that. That's more what happened, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he um, used to do plays near my old house in Toluca Lake at the... Scotty or James? Scotty. <laughs> 
he like I think he either wrote a play or he was in a play. So I saw him like walking to his car a couple times, and I remember like just kind of spotting him and drive, not caring at all and not looking, and then going, you. Like your lifelong dream as a child was to work and live in in Los Angeles and in Hollywood and be in show business. And now you are. And now you have these things around you and you you're you're so jaded and you're so over it. Like even even Scott Kahn's not good enough for you now. What has happened to you? I know. I'd like to. I think I was just too excited and I seemed weird. (laughs) <laughs> no, I wasn't yelling at you. I was saying that about myself. Oh, okay. I was saying that I was that way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not lecturing you. I think oh, right. it was very natural of you to. That was your one in. What else would you do? Yeah. And to be clear, I was standing watching something and looked over and he was inches from me. And no one was around him. And it only it seemed like I, it was okay to start a conversation, but it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't. I like to imagine it that your eyes were big and wide and crazy like when you were doing an impression of Donald Sutherland earlier. Yeah. And that's what made him go I like, used to yeah. live in Austin, Texas, where that movie was filmed. You know the one, the cowboy one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, wow, you have amazing diction. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Chris. Obviously, I'm not from Texas, as you can tell by my diction. Weird. My first standardized I... American accent. <laughs> Clarice. <laughs> yeah. You just keep calling him Clarice. <laughs> hey, what's up, Clarice? <laughs> Hello, Clarice. You can hear the horses crying, can you, Clarice? <laughs> just three security guard men. Grabbing me. Scott concerts crying because you called him a girl's name. God damn it. You're not I, allowed to. I find out how fragile he was. <laughs> He's a playwright and a sensitive soul. Oh, Scotty. Scotty. Connie. <laughs> Scotty Connie. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I just also picturing it's really funny to just start anytime you see friends or family, you just say, hello, Clarice. <laughs> hello, Clarice. Oh, Why so is and are you offended by it? Everyone, I don't. I'm being honest. I don't know what it means, but it's the new boomer or something where people say, "Yeah, okay, simmer down, Karen. Karen is now the go-to name for what? For, please explain for for racist white women or for basically kind of for like Republican white women who act like the world is supposed to be always operating in their benefit at all times. It's like, it's, it started with those women who would call the police on black children who were like selling water on the sidewalk or, um, you know, people, those women that kept getting caught on video calling the police because a black family was at a pool or because there were teenagers standing in a park or whatever. And it was like those videos kept hitting more and more. And then someone started calling those women Karens. And now that's you gotta I change your name you don't want that reputation. no i love it all i love <laughs> negative attention i love positive attention but i i think it's really funny because it is my name is very much like uh, on the way out anyway it's a very like you were born in the 70s kind of name oh god you know karen I mean? it's, and it's, chris do you how many yeah. friends did you have named karen where it's like karen number two or people called you kel gareth or there was like a couple Karens in my school, but then it kind of like faded. I I don't meet that many anymore. I would be in a group of six friends and chances are half of us would be named Chris. <laughs> Maybe it's a Northwest trend, but 
mid no chris was very common chris was super common i had so many chris friends yeah and, Chris uh, and Jennifer was the name that everyone had when I was growing up as a girl name. Yeah, Jennifer is way up there. Yeah, Jennifer but is someone the Karen said, of Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I and I always wanted a nickname. I always experimented. You know, I made my parents call me Scott for about a month until I was tired of it. <laughs> CJ, my name is Christopher James. I always wanted to be a nickname. CJ is perfect. CJ Fairbanks. It rolls off the tongue. And uh-huh. I never, even though I was surrounded by other Chris's, no one would call me CJ. <laughs> it's because, well, because any, any, how old were you when you came up with this plan? Uh, the the parents to call me Scott. I was in kindergarten, so four or five. <laughs> no, 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 not Scott, but, but the CJ plan. Oh, uh, well, that's the other thin, thing. My friend Carl, everyone called him CJ. So then there would have been two CJs. So I guess, <laughs> I guess I have Carl to blame. <laughs> But how how old were you, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, high school. I wanted to be CJ. Especially, I think, in that, that's the prime age where if somebody comes forward with kind of a vulnerable, like, I've got an idea about how I can really stand out and shine. Oh, yeah. It's your friend's job to crush you in that scenario. Right. It, at least in the time I was growing up. Because it's like, oh, I've picked a new name. Everybody do what I say. It's like, not only will we not do what you say, but you'll regret ever exposing a hope or dream to us. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah. You can't give yourself the name. It's no, you can't. You can't you can't act like you can control what other people see you as or how they are going to do anything towards you. You just can't. That's maybe a very it's, childish. Maybe it's childlike. out of respect that people just called me Chris. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's it. In retrospect, <laughs> I'm going to call you what your parents called you because you know what? You're a stand up guy. Because your father's a good man and your mother is a strong and dedicated person. <laughs> and my friend Chris Lamb, uh, everyone called him Slammer or they called him Swanee. I don't want to tell you why they called him Swanee. It's because he had oh, a big it's... penis and they saw it in gym class. And, and Ian Lovely said it looked like a swan's neck. It was so big. So they called him Swanee. What, what if you had a nickname that also was an That's... advertisement? That's all I wanted. That's a great. Sorry, it's way better than CJ. I know. That's Why an amazing. Was no nickname. one calling me Big Dick CJ. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Dickerson. Come yeah, on, anything, everybody. Dick in it. I take on. I'd say called Christopher Richardson. I'd take anything, any version of Dick. No, Swanee is an amazing. It separate from the. Um, amazing compliment and congratulations to Swanee because uh, yeah, isn't that nice for him? I don't think he ever appreciated it to this day. He didn't like it? No. Too self-conscious? I don't want people to know I have this giant hanger. <laughs> what, what's the problem? I don't know. make problems where there aren't problems, Swanee. Exactly. You got it made in the shade. Swanee. Come on, Swan man. Come on. But that name separate from the reason is a great nickname. Swanee. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. They it's had just- nicknames in my high school because there was my ho- my high school was all bullies. That was like almost required. Everyone <laughs> had to bully everybody. And the boys, especially, they would make up nicknames. And you're like, I don't know. I don't want to know why you're calling him that. Every single person had a nickname. Like they oh. called people. There was some one guy they called Juice. And like they only I only ever heard his name as Juice. And then years later, my sister said she was somewhere and they're like, yeah, you know, Mark, you know, Mark, because they're all like at that point, 35 or 40. And she's like, I don't 
don't know who you're talking about. And then finally someone else is like, Laura, it's juice. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, juice. I know juice. Like it was like that, like insane. You would get your nickname, you know, the fourth month of freshman year. And that's all you were called for the rest of school. Yeah. I think you had to play football or something. There was a kid, Ryan Salisbury in my school. They called him sauce. And I thought yeah. sauce, but catch it sauce. I'm like, wow, why is no one calling me sauce? Because I'm not catching any balls. Yeah, you you can't just pick other people's nicknames. I swear, I tried to get him started. I'm like, hey, uh, when we go by this group of people in the hallway, do you mind just calling me CJ? And no one would do it. I'm like, damn it. They were like, we got to kick this guy out of our group of friends. I guess I'm it's another so Chris. nerdy. Just another Chris. Could you call me CJ for just a little while? Everyone's like, well, since you're asking, no. The answer's a firm no. Maybe could one you, day I'll could get Could you it. call me Swanee too? No. No. Swanee no. too. Swanee part two. <laughs> Please. There, could you call me Swanee too, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> it, it, it'll take a long time, but it'll be so worth it in terms of can, social status. Can you status. call me Swanee too, colon, Revenge of the Goose? <laughs> Call me Goose Man. Please call Can me Goose call Man. <laughs> I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you in gym class if you just call me Goose. Oh, Goose. <laughs> Which brings us, brings us right back to Val Kilmer. Well, sorry, we have to put electric, um, break into electric boogaloo on your list. Uh, yeah, that's number We watched it over and over our senior year. Everyone does some performance in the auditorium for the entire school and yes. Ross the guy that I went to look at the dump truck for and Andy and I uh, we put together a breakdance <laughs> performance along to C is for Cookie by Cookie Monster oh and we actually Ross learned he was like doing he did like a gymnastics move and mostly we were spinning but we, I learned the diving worm. Like we practiced, we rehearsed, we put more effort Good. into this performance than anything. And then okay. when we did it for the whole school at the end, and I guess this is why we chose C is for cookie. At the end, we threw cookies into the audience, but <laughs> they, they were backlit because the lights were all on stage and the auditorium was dark. So we were just pelting children i i think our principal got a cookie like in the forehead we were hitting we got in trouble we won the competition by the way but then we had to stay after school and clean all these cookies wait you, so they were just loose cookies they weren't like it wasn't like here's a little bag of cookies we cracked open a sleeve and tossed them like frisbees <laughs> we were belting them we should have done more of a rainbow throw we were throwing them like yeah. throwing stars we just got we were nervous <laughs> you're excited yeah. yeah a lot of energy a lot of yeah 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 yep. why, why didn't that after that per bug after <laughs> <laughs> After that performance, you didn't go, could you call me the worm? I could, did you see me do the worm? I'm going to be the worm. Please. What if I show you my penis? <laughs> Will that you call me the worm? Oh, no, that backfired. Worms are small. <laughs> Wait, don't. No, no. Please stop calling me the worm. I know I asked. I know I asked you to. <laughs> I swear this is the last nickname request I'm going to submit. Your friends are just like, please stop talking to us. No, we're, we're not going to call you Captain Big Worm. <laughs> Captain, how about Captain? Take Can off I? that hat. No. 
<laughs> you're not a captain please this is stolen valor um we did a when i was a junior me and michelle knowles and christina davis did a dance to the song our love is chemical which was in the movie nine and a half weeks we made it up <laughs> uh, it was for the talent show and we it was such a hit and I don't know why. I don't know why. It was just really good. I think we just did really good moves and we were, it was kind of cool and the song was cool. And it was like this, like, hurrah kind of thing at the end. It was so exciting. And then my sister goes, Dad's mad. He thought that dance was dirty. It's <laughs> <laughs> ruined everything. It was like, too, because we were doing, you know, kind of, it was, you know, 1987 i think so gyrations and stuff yeah, like that yeah. he, he did not approve oh, he did not wow. like it at all yeah, yeah i went i haven't stopped to think if my parents were in the audience now i'm embarrassed <laughs> were your parents dancing. in the audience that's not how we taught you what's that was there a beat under cs for cookie or were you being like funny we were trying really hard to be funny yeah yeah but you'd won <laughs> We won. So in a way, you're you were right. They, I think they were like, wait a minute. They actually all learned to break dance. <laughs> I still pull out those moves to this day. Oh, Chris, I stole your bid on. Um, we did a minisode. We recorded a minisode for my favorite murder. And Stephen, what was the word? Uh, it was Georgia said something, and then it remind. Oh, it was something about pot. Remember? And then it was oh, like um, the. Legalize it. <laughs> I, start, I started doing the Zion bit, and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm stealing. This is a bit from Chris Fairbanks from Do You Need a Ride. Oh, like, that's funny. I had to give you credit. And my special, I mean, I almost called my comedy special Mount Zion, but I thought it would be <laughs> triggering for people. Uh, it was, but yeah, legalize it. God, I should have done that. It. I wish that we had this conversation a year ago. I know. But in conclusion, I mean, we're, we're doing, I am. That, <laughs> yeah, we're done. That special will be on Amazon in about a week and a half. I, I, <gasps> Is that true, Chris? Oh, yeah, you, yeah. What's the name? What name did you land on? Well, I know that you had maybe didn't think it was the best, but it is a once you see the opening <laughs> and and the packaging of it, it'll be it's just a non sequitur. It's called Rescue Cactus. Rescue Cactus. Yes. It's just okay, a silly great. name. Yeah. I thought about okay. it was going to be called Bad Timing. And then I thought that was maybe too negative. Too, yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, I have, I have timing is all I have. Bad writing. But I'm not going to call it that. <laughs> uh, so it's <laughs> called Rescue bad Cactus. Writing. And it looks it looks good on the poster. And great. it makes sense after you watch the special. Most names Perfect. of specials, you have to watch it. And then you're like, oh, that's why it was called that. Well, and as long as we get the name out to our listeners, who will then tell five loved ones or friends the same name, and then everyone will watch it. And yeah. We'll but, uh, make it. Yeah. I'll announce officially once we're done. But it is finished. The edit was finished today. And the color correction and the subtitles and all that fun stuff. Yay. I can't wait. Um, You have to definitely please text Stephen that information about like where it's premiering and the name and everything so that we remember to say it on my favorite murder. Oh, that'd so be amazing. Many, so yeah. many more people hear it too. Thank you, Karen. And I mean of that not in a racist lady way. <laughs> oh, you're such a Karen. 
I mean, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Your name. <laughs> we were talking about the names of specials. We were talking about cactus. We were talking about bad timing. We were talking about legalize. Legalize it. Legalize. No, no, whatever it was, it wasn't worth it. Legalzoom.com. Legalzoom.com. Uh, all right. I, are we done? I, I we got, think. We, there's nine movie recommendations. I don't know what more people want from you. Yeah. Get to watching Misery. Misery is uh, number one. Yes. Oh, I put the movie Magic as number two, even though I didn't say it out loud, and I don't know why. <laughs> but I, it's I, like I, I want to remind myself to watch the movie Magic because it's about a demon ventriloquist dummy. from, And Anthony Hopkins is the star. You're kidding. I'm watching that Have you right never seen when it? we hang up. It's really, it's good. It's from the 70s. It's creepy. It's like all the things you need as a creepy movie. Did you say Hopkins or Hopper, Dennis Hopper? Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Hopkins it's, and Hopper. Did they ever do anything hello, Cla- together? Hello, Clarice. Oh, hello, Clarice. That's what made me put it on there. That's what Magic. made me think of it. Ventriloquisms. <laughs> Ventriloquisms. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Anthony Hopkins. Almost what? positive. Yeah, because the, the doll looks like him. Very mm. disturbing. Yeah, right? It's totally <laughs> sun, sun down. You're gonna be <laughs> Sometimes like, you get it, you see. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> Another great. Let's put that on. Gord's Gold is number 10 on the recommendation list. <laughs> you guys have a busy, busy weekend. <laughs> uh, we go totally <laughs> off you, the movie Karen. list and Anything, into 70s. Uh, to plug with you, Karen? No, I don't think so. Well, oh, that's what I was going to say is because you and I talked about your um, the name of your special, which, again, is Rescue Cactus. But for a little while, I was arguing for bad timing. But I was going to say, don't listen to me because and I don't think I told you the story last time. But when they were naming Mr. Show, David was it was one night we were at a live show we were all doing together. And David was going around and taking a poll of uh, all of his friends and saying, what do, you sh- what do you think we should name this show? Should we name it Mr. Show or Grand National Championships? And I was like, it has to be Grand National Championships. Obviously, that's yeah. the way, way better name. It's such a good name. And he's like, okay. And then, of course, they didn't. Yeah. And clearly, Mr. Show is a way better name. But like, I was so sure... I was positive it needed to be Grand National Championships. Yeah, I was gonna. It's just clung. If it's a lot of words, I wanted it to be at least one word, if if not two. And I, for a while, it was going to be emotional support comedian because I thought, oh, people will click on that because <laughs> those are trending words or what. It, you know, it's you can think about it forever. And need I mention? We did a sketch show in Austin called the Hyper Jackson Chamber. Which we thought was amazing. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, so many words, you know? Yeah. Mr. Show is like elbow. It's a linguist would suggest it. It's simple, clean, small, compact, travel no size. Sharp consonants, Clarice. There's <laughs> cellar only, door. It's one. It's the cellar fluid. door. It's of a vowel titles. with peaks and valleys. <laughs> And also, no one really gives a shit about the title. You're right. It's totally. like they need to know how to find you. Half the time, they'll be searching by your name anyway. But right. Rescue Cactus, Rescue Cactus. Just yeah. everybody remember Amazon Rescue Cactus. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. You're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> we should we ask people even? to put in questions for future yeah. episodes. Oh, yes. Yeah, let's do that Apparently. next time. Those are fun. So. 
We, um, and our logic here is we found out that our numbers go way up when you guys get to ask us questions that we answer, which we should also think of other ways people can participate that way so that they feel engaged and it's not just us remembering things yeah. and telling them to Listing each other. movies for them to watch later. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you have uh, questions or, you know, and it's not... Um, you know, we've done lots of Q&A. You can ask us anything, anything you want or talk or bring up anything you want and have us talk about it or whatever. It doesn't have to be like a probing. How, what was it like when you were 11? It can yeah. just truly be like, what's your favorite type of couch? Yeah. And I will tell you a fucking leather sectional. <laughs> and 1, I'll say percent. <laughs> and see do you see why the numbers skyrocket yeah. with this kind of back and forth podcast <laughs> that that interactions like that'll take us to the top of the charts look, look out rogan hey guess what cj you and me are going to the top of the charts karen and cj making it great Please so write me. in your questions <laughs> call me gooseneck <laughs> 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 um, been, uh, so, uh, wait sorry do we write them in steven everyone knows how to do it at this yeah. point right yeah i think we'll have jay make a social post and you can just comment on twitter facebook and instagram yeah awesome perfect thank yeah. you thank you all right great sorry chris you've been listening to do you need a ride my name is cj swanee fairbanks <laughs> <laughs> D-Y-N D-Y-N <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way we want to be there Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. Uh, with Karen and Chris. <laughs>